Hello and welcome to the one and only podcast you need in your life for keeping up with the latest and greatest at Elmwood Park. This is Parkside Chat, where you get the 411 on District 401. I'm your host, Aaron Selmer, and for the seventh episode of the season, I'm delighted to be joined by the admin team of John Mills Elementary, Mr. Frank Kuzneski and Miss Lexi Orlick. Before we jump in, we're just a little ways away from Thanksgiving, guys. So I want to know what are some of your traditions or what are your favorite parts of Turkey Day? Uh, so Turkey Day, it's always a great uh, day for uh, getting together with family and uh, a great way to kick off the holiday uh, season. Although this year it may look a little different and <laughs> not quite as many people in in one area, uh, we are definitely already starting to talk about what Thanksgiving is going to be looking like and, you know, having masks and uh, trying to limit the number of extended family all coming together. But in the past, it's always been, uh, you know, we're having our turkey, our stuffing, you know, the traditional uh, sides. It's usually a very long day. And then watching all of the parades and waiting for Santa Claus to come to town at the end of the parade and know that it is definitely, uh, at least for my family, the Christmas season. So um, it's a great time for family to come together, lots of laughs and seeing some people that I haven't seen in a while. So all about love and family. Do you have a favorite Thanksgiving dish? Let's see, a favorite, no, you know, and I'm not really a turkey guy, but I like the ham. Ham, okay. I would say, is uh, okay. is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Um, so my family, not many people know this, but my family is very small, um, so I do not have any aunts or uncles, so it is just the four of us at my household, my mom, my dad, my brother, and myself. And um, one of our traditions that we have been doing for years is watching um, – like Mr. K watching the uh, the um, parades, but also we love watching the dog show um, oh, and yeah. and seeing yeah. all of the uh, the different dog breeds. And then we have a you know a very traditional uh, meal: turkey stuffing. Um, there's always a great dessert, which I probably eat too much of, uh, but it's a great time to uh, be with my family and um, one of my favorite holidays because uh, it's. It's a lot of fun, low stress, no gift giving, um, but just great conversation and a great time to uh, sit and relax. And then, of course, um, Friday we go shopping and try and take advantage of those okay. of okay. those deals. I'm not sure that's going to happen. I was going to say, I, I don't know if that's going to be a thing. She yeah. loves shopping, just so you know that she Elmwood Park. She loves shopping. <laughs> I, I, Mr. K um, knows that I'm a big fan of Amazon and um, I, I do, I'm, I'm a big fan of shopping, but you know, got to have a little fun sometime. Do, do you have your eye on anything for Black Friday this year? Um, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I would always love a new TV, you know, mm -hmm. that's, I feel like a pretty typical thing that you look for on Black Friday, but we'll see what, uh, what deals roll around. And if not, there's always online. So that's, it's always an option. So I, I have to give a plug for myself. I got everything done with Prime Day this year. Wow. So I'm done. And props to Impressive. Amazon for moving it to October. That was one of like the smartest things I ever could have done. Because I never like take part in it. But now that it's in October, it was like, okay, yeah, it's close enough to Christmas. I'm going to get all my Christmas presents. Yeah, I hear the inventory might be a little low. So maybe you were able to get all the things that were on the lists. Yeah, I got some good stuff for my niece and nephews this year. We're oh, talking like awesome. iPads and Kindles. Oh, and yeah, nice. oh, wow, they're, they're going to have a good Christmas. The tech guy giving out tech. <laughs> 
Alrighty. So before we get started talking about John Mills, let's talk a little bit about you guys. So I like I always like to ask my guests, you know, what's been your journey that has led you to this point, like right now talking to me with microphones in front of your face? Well, um, um, this is year, I believe it's 26, might be 25, but I think it's 26. And uh, most of my career has all been spent in the south suburbs of either Harvey or Chicago Heights. I've been very fortunate to actually have been at all levels of K through 12, started off as a high school English and reading teacher, and um, then kind of navigated my way to the middle school level uh, as a uh, to kind of go on with some administrative work and then went down even further to elementary level and then kind of peaked back up again to middle school. I did step away from education for a couple of years. Um, I had the um, opportunity to work for Southwest Airlines through a leadership program um, to give me and them just an opportunity to view things from a different lens on how uh, leaders uh, operate and how to improve their leadership operations. That was a, a, a great experience, and um, flying for free definitely helped. <laughs> that was lovely. Got to see some parts of the world. Were you still located in this area? I was, know? yes. Okay. So uh, my, my office was um, out at Midway, but I had uh, an entire Midwest region. So I went all the way from like Minneapolis, Chicago, St. Louis. Um, I did have uh, New Orleans, uh, had uh, Dallas, I had Austin. San Antonio. Mm -hmm. So those were the cities that I kind of worked with, uh, which was uh, really cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, um, but then, uh, you know, still that education bug was there and the school that I had left uh, in Harvey had uh, called me back and had asked if I would come back uh, to Brooks Middle School. Uh, and uh, so I did. Felt like there was some unfinished business and that was great. And here I am uh, here back, uh, or not back, but in Elmwood Park and absolutely love it. It has been a great ride. I've enjoyed every year of education and being able to see things from a different lens um, at the different levels has been uh, very rewarding to me. But I would say probably the best job I ever had uh, was probably working with um, high school uh, students who were reading way below grade level and uh, working with them in small groups, uh, small class sizes, that, that is probably the best job that I ever had. I love my job now, but the most rewarding job was working with those uh, really underperforming students and to see, you know, see them increase their academic abilities. Very cool. Um, so my educational journey, um, it's a little shorter than Mr. K's. You mean you didn't work for an airline? Uh, no, like, I didn't. Come no, on. No airline, uh, no airline experience. Um, so I am entering my eighth year, uh, being in education. I, in, back in 2013, I graduated from, uh, University of Illinois. So go Illini, um, with, a special ed degree, and then right away um, I got a teaching job um, in the um, south suburbs, and I was a middle school special education teacher. I co-taught, um, and then I also had um, what we called a self-contained class, for, um, so that was for students who were um, performing several years below grade level, and so I taught for four years, and then while I was teaching, 
Um, I worked on my master's degree so I could become an administrator. And I also got my um, ESL certificate, which is English, uh, English as a second language certificate, because the population of students that I had um, was high in special ed, but also um, a lot of English language learners. So I really wanted to be able to best service my students, learn more about how I could be, you know, the best teacher that I could possibly be for them. So I got that um, certificate uh, while I was working on my master's. And then um, during the summer, I had the opportunity to work with the little ones during summer school and um, teach uh, both general education students as well as students with disabilities uh, during the summertime. So I had an amazing four years being a teacher. And then after I had earned my master's, I um, was offered a position um, to become an assistant principal um, in the far south suburbs. And I was there for... um, two years and then now I am entering my second year being at John Mills um, and I absolutely love it here. I can't um, speak highly enough of how awesome the community has been and um, so welcoming to Mr. K and myself and it's an amazing experience being able to come to work and knowing that um, we are surrounded by great people, great students, great staff, and um, it makes coming to work every day really, really enjoyable. So that's a little bit about me um, and my educational background and how I got here. Alrighty, thank you guys. Awesome. Okay, so let's transition a little bit into talking about the students. Obviously, a theme for this year for everyone in the world <laughs> and for this podcast has been COVID. So how do you think COVID's affected, I'm going to say our youngest learners, but specifically I'm talking about John Mills, uh, you know, students here, um, and, and how you've seen that impact both teachers and families and even yourselves. COVID has changed everything. And I was talking with uh, Jeannie Fox, our library aide, I said, we need to make that a song, you know, about COVID changes everything. So if any but he has some good music uh, talent out there. Please let us know so we can try and come up with some yeah, lyrics I'll, or some I'll, beat I'll, to I'll it. I'll publish it on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> it really could uh, definitely uh, make some money here for us. But it, it has changed, and you know, it, it, it has affected our um, our little Trojans over here, um, not just in Elmwood Park, but everywhere. And you know, you are also seeing some tremendous things out of our kids. You know, they're they're doing things online that, for me, I didn't think think they were able to do they're able to navigate the websites they're able to troubleshoot themselves they're figuring out how to you know submit their work how to engage with their teachers and you know how to go from one google meet to another google meet and you know follow all those um, links that are being provided to them and i think sometimes just as adults we put our stress or our uncertainty onto onto the little ones and they seem to be okay. I also want to just reassure everyone that, you know, we are really providing the curriculum, although it looks different because it's totally remote, but it's the same curriculum that our students would be receiving if they were in person. And that is reassuring to me that we didn't have to change everything just to go to this new platform. So, you know, we have, you know, yourself, you know, Aaron, and we have our academic coaches. We have all these people who are working behind the scenes to try and provide 
the resources that our staff needs to be successful, that our, our, our kids need to be successful. And it is a lot. It's, I explained it to somebody, as you know, you're building a brand new school from the ground up in three months. Mm-hmm. Like you are inventing school in three months time. And it's, it's difficult. It's challenging, especially when everyone is working remotely. Um, and I, I want to echo what Mr. K said. I, I know that you know, COVID has been super challenging and for our students, for our faculty, for all of our families. But one, um, one thing that I do want to really emphasize is that Mr. K and I have seen all of our, all of the kids, all of the staff really embrace the challenges that, you know, come with teaching remotely and learning remotely. And I have, um, been really lucky to get to see a bunch of different lessons and kids um, across all the grade levels. And they have really, you know, they've shown personality through the screen. All the teachers have shown um, that they are amazing, amazing educators, um, just like they would if they were in person. And so even though we're not physically together, um, I do see when I go into the, you know, the digital classrooms, um, those personalities coming through, um, which is awesome. It's something that I'm, I'm glad that the teachers have been able to form connections with their students and form connections, um, with, um, you know, within the classroom as well. So that's been, um, something that I thought was going to be, you know, a, a huge challenge. And I know that um, the teachers are still working on building those classroom cultures, but it is something that um, Mr. K and I have seen progress um, a lot since the beginning of the school year. I really like the idea of, of you talking about personalities through the screen. I think that's that's like a great quote. Like, um, and, and you're absolutely right. From the classes that I've got to see and, and be a part of, um, these are classrooms that are happening digitally and, mm-hmm. and they've really developed. And, um, it, you know, you talked a little bit earlier about, you know, the idea that these students are so adaptable and that's so true. Yes. It's, it's amazing to see how they just, it's, this is school, you know, this is what it is and this is how we go to school right now. Um, yeah, you're, you're spot on with that personalities through the screen. Really like that. You can you can steal it. I'll, I'll okay. let you. Another, you don't, don't want to trademark it. <laughs> Make it happen, Aaron. <laughs> okay. Well, so how about you guys? And you know, I I feel like I've done multiple of these podcasts, and we talk about students and families and teachers, but we don't really talk about ourselves all that much. You know, we've we've been in the district now for by the time this airs, it's going to be somewhere four months that we've been back. Like Mr. K said, we are so ready to have the kids back when it's safe. Um, But in order to get that connection with the students and get that connection with the teachers, um, the best thing for us to do is to uh, hop into classrooms digitally. And um, one thing that has been a ton of fun, um, Mr. K and I have gone into classrooms, um, kindergarten classrooms, first grade classrooms, second grade classrooms, um, to read books, to read stories Mm -hmm. to the kids. And it's not the same as if we were in person, but it is a pretty good substitute for, um, for COVID time. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, you know, we don't have the kiddos. We don't get to, um, eat lunch with them down in the cafeteria like we normally do, but there are things that we're doing going into classrooms, um, that, we would do in normal times, but this is something that we're really putting an effort into doing now so that we can see the kids, um, even though we are not in person. 
I mean, it's totally stepping out of our shell, just trying to make each other laugh, trying to do things, trying to help the front office people laugh and trying to keep our spirits up, you know, sure. and I think we're doing a good job. And then I too feel like, you know, I'm learning, right? I'm learning technology and I'm learning some, you know, new platforms and I'm learning how to adjust. So it's been a good experience for me as well to, you know, kind of grow with my, you know, skill set, but it definitely is a, a new way of looking at things. And what brings, you know, the most joy to me though, is just receiving the positivity from the parents who understand the situation we're in, but they, you know, they, they don't lay blame. They just maybe ask questions, but they always start off with something positive. You know, thank you for all you're doing. You know, this is not a slam against you or your teachers. And then they go on about their email or, you know, please thank your teachers for all that they're doing. That kind of stuff. It's those things that make me feel good about what, you know, Miss Orlick and, you know, I are trying to do here at Mills. Cause no matter if we're in person or everything's on the computer, we still want to make sure that everybody's needs are met. And, yeah. And, and oh, sorry. I am dying to circle back around now that you've mentioned you've read books on the meat. I need to know what your favorite elementary books are. Oh, so I will go. Um, I am a huge fan of the Rainbow Fish collection. Mm. So Rainbow Fish was published, the original one was published in 1992. And as a- We are getting schooled right now. I, and, I know, and a school of fish. fish. Yeah, school, school of fish. So I grew up um, reading that book. It was just, and I think the message is phenomenal. It's about sharing. It's about having a group of friends and being nice to them and um, and being welcoming to all people. And then um, uh, the, the series progresses and it just teaches some awesome, awesome, um, you know, life skills, life lessons. Um, and I love going in and reading, um, you know, reading to the kiddos and, um, there's like little, you know, little Easter eggs in, in each story and they do teach some phenomenal lessons. Um, the artwork in the book is absolutely, um, out of this world, but I believe there's, there's the original rainbow fish is the first book and then there's five additional books. So, um, my plan is, is that I'm reading, um, one book every other week to the grade level. So I'm going to be going in and, uh, and sharing those stories with the kiddos and hopefully, um, some of the message messages will resonate with them. That is awesome. Yeah. My, the book I was reading to the kids is the drafts can't dance. Uh, I was exposed to that book by, uh, one of our first grade teachers, Mrs. Gulford. And, um, it was a great book. The kids really seemed to be enjoying it. And I was trying to tie it into the relationship, um, how these animals were there to help each other and not to judge each other and accept your differences, accept, you know, the differences of others. And, um, it kind of tied it into the princess and the frog. So I was showing the kids a little clip from that, but, um, but another one of my favorites, uh, for the, um, the primary level is grumpy birds. Uh, it's a great, you know, little story about just waking up in a bad mood, but you don't have to carry your negativity with you throughout the day. Try and find the good that happens along the way. And, you know, you create the day that you want it to be. So, um, I like those kind of stories that kind of teach the kids a little bit about themselves and kind of way to navigate life. Very cool. Okay. What about, um, you have your heart of a Trojan award, right? Yes. And you also have Trojan of the Month. Let's talk about some uh, positives that you've had going on. 
So I'll talk just a little bit about Children's of the Month, and that is a program that we started last year and it's kind of mm-hmm. recognized students and it was a way to you know boost school spirit change you know kind of improve the culture um of the um of the school community and we had no idea what it was going to really turn into and it, it has just evolved into this um thing that everybody seems to love and you know appreciate and the students uh, for a trojan of the month they receive a t-shirt uh, it has trojan of the month on the back and little emblems and and on the front has john mill school so um this year has the new logo on it uh it's great Uh, the kids get a certificate when we were live we actually had like a breakfast for them and their parents Mm -hmm. Um, so obviously we can't do that right now and so we were going around and trying to deliver as many of those to the homes as possible so each month it's a different theme this past month it was uh, enthusiasm enthusiasm so, so like, like the like teachers who was felt, the most enthusiastic yeah exactly yeah. Okay. and they nominated their kids and they um they received that and um it the kids just seemed to eat it up and when we were at their houses uh, the parents really were very appreciative the smiles on their faces the smile on the kids faces it was that was a great day it really was and i would miss orlick talk a little bit more about the heart of a trojan award sure um so like Mr. K said, for the kiddos, we have um, Trojan of the Month, and that's every month. And the teachers, you know, the teachers nominate um, one kid um, per month to, you know, who embodies that that characteristic for the month. And then for um, our staff, um, you know, one thing that uh, Mr. K and I really uh, focus on is having, you know, a positive um, culture, school climate, and culture within the building. And so we have the opportunity for staff members to nominate um, a peer for someone who's gone above and beyond. So it's a great way for the staff to recognize um, recognize each other and make sure that you know they 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 acknowledge those um, those people who are always there to support them. So and and then at the um, at the end of every month, when we have our monthly staff meeting, we announce the winners, and they get a pin um, for their lanyard. And it's just a nice way of showing that um, that the staff member went above and beyond for for one of their we, we call them family members, so one of one of their fellow family members. As we're wrapping up, I wanted to leave the opportunity open for you guys. If you have any closing comments you wanted to make, we talked about. I, I think the. One big thing is that um, the families have been so supportive of their kids and super supportive of the teachers. And administratively, you know, we really appreciate that um, because the parents are willing to work with us um, and work with their kids. And we we know it's a challenging time, but we know that our families have really stepped up during this challenging time. And that's something that both Mr. K and I really appreciate because we recognize that this is not easy. Alrighty, thank you to our listeners. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. Stay healthy, be good citizens, and make good choices. I'm your host, Aaron Selmer, and this has been Parkside Chat. Until next time.